It seems to me Christmas is a great time for people with problems. Do you have problems? I have problems. Yeah, let's, let's get in line. Christmas is a great time for people with problems. Uh, the decorations help. The lights help. The food helps. The parties help. The presents help. Certainly the songs help. I mean, the music of Christmas is everywhere. We've been talking especially about songs this year uh, during the Christmas season here at Covenant, kind of focusing on the songs of Christmas and especially the songs that actually appear as part of the Christmas story in the Gospel of Luke. They're called the Canticles of Luke. And at four different times in the Christmas story that we find in the Gospel of Luke, uh, we find people actually breaking out into song or something that looks like song. Tonight, we're going to talk about the last one, the most obscure of the four, which you just heard read, probably didn't recognize the song. You don't hear it on uh, pop radio a whole lot, but the song of Simeon. And uh, songs help. If you've got problems, kind of distract you, make you feel happy, even if you've got reasons not to be. But especially, I think, promises help. Do you have problems? I do. I believe that today's text, the last song from Luke's Christmas account of the Canticles of Luke, what's called the Nuke Dementis, that's the fancy Latin name for now you let your servant depart, which basically means it's okay for me to die now. This last song, I think, offers, offers us the best help of all as it speaks to our greatest problem of all, the problem of death itself. Christmas is a season full of promises. I mean, we have the promise of have yourself a merry little Christmas, right? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. You know, that's, that, that's, a, that's a nice promise from this nice Christmas song. Later on, it says the troubles are going to be miles away. It, it's a promise that's all about this seasonal bout of amnesia, a moment of forgetting, for pretending all is well. The problem, of course, is that troubles come back into sight, don't they? All doesn't stay well. We have the promise of up on the housetop. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old Santa Claus, down through the chimney with lots of toys. All for the little ones, Christmas joys. Hey, that's a nice promise. Gifts and goodies galore to make us happy. Just ask the advertisers. They'll tell you. Problem. There's the promise, but the problem is they don't keep us happy. At least not for a really long time. I mean, for a day or two. We have the promise of of Christmas songs like Let It Snow or Winter Wonderland. Though the weather outside is frightful inside, the, uh, the fire is so delightful and the lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man, but... You can do the job while you're in town. It's the promise of a seasonal romance to make us feel alive and special. 
the problem is, I don't know what your experience has been throughout your life, but, but I can tell you that there is a problem with this, and that is that romance in the hands of humans tends to be quite fickle. Yeah, you know, don't you? We have the promise of Santa Claus is coming to town. You better not pout. You better not cry. You better not shout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a, checking it, gonna find out who's Santa Claus is coming to town. Here's the promise. Be good and you'll be rewarded. There's a problem though. And the problem is it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you're really, really good and you don't get any rewards. Sometimes you're really good and you get the opposite. Simeon's Christmas song number four, the now you let your servant depart in peace. It's an older song and it offers, I think, some deeper promise. It's a surprising revelation that can help us know what a great place our lives are in, not just could be or might be someday, but are right now where our lives are located because of Jesus. Think about the text that Olivia just read for us. And it would be good maybe to go back and look at it again later and ask yourself, what changed for Simeon? And what could change for us? You see, Simeon had problems. We're told that he was a righteous and devout man, which means he was swimming upstream in a world that is neither. He was waiting, we're told, for the consolation of Israel, for his people, Israel, to be consoled. Things hadn't gone very well for them of late, like over the last, what, five or six hundred years? Probably even before that. And currently, they were in a situation where in their traditional homeland, the the promised land, Palestine, They were under Roman rule. The the Gentiles were in control of things and they had to live under the rule of the Romans. And their own people were quite divided. Different, Different groups of Jews that all had different ideas about how to put things right. You had the Zealots and the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Essenes. They all had a little bit different idea and didn't think a whole lot of each other. Never mind the the pagan overlords that they had to work and live under. We're also told that the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so he had the weight of faith, something big that he was told that he was a part of, not just the W-E-I-G-H-T, but also the W-A-I-T. When is this going to happen? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm not getting any younger. And then, for Simeon, we're told in this narrative, something happened. Something happened. Simeon saw something. There he was in the temple courts, and Simeon saw Jesus. People are still seeing Jesus by faith today. Simeon's essential message goes something like this. Now... It's okay for me to die. 
Why? Well, Simeon tells us. First, his good reason. Well, in this decisive event, seeing Jesus here now, the Lord's answer has come in the flesh, in Jesus. In this decisive event, I have overcome my problems and accomplished my life purposes. Here's the better reason that he gives us. In this decisive moment, I have seen God's promise and know my destiny in him to be one of peace. Life is better than death, but God's peace is better than my life. Why? Because real peace, shalom, includes real life. Life as it is meant to be. Life in right relationship to everyone and everything else. And so life that doesn't end. Life that relates properly to God and so is part of God's glory and God's eternal life. Here's the transforming Christmas insight from Simeon's song. Simeon continues to live. He doesn't drop dead right then in the narrative. And his life can be a transforming model for ours as well, even though we know so little about him. What Simeon saw changed where he was. Let me, let me say that again. What Simeon saw changed where he was. The locus of his life, his location was shifted dramatically and wondrously. No longer does Simeon live between the problems of life and the promises in which he hopes. That's not where his life is located anymore. He is not standing there living out his days essentially between the problems that he has and he's got to deal with them, he's got to face them and they they threaten him all the time and the promises of God that he hopes can become true sooner rather than later but, but he's waiting for those to happen and so he lives between problems and promise. Problems and promise. Now he lives between the promise of God and the peace of God. Of God. Maybe I could illustrate it this way. Um, if we can let the organ over here illustrate problems, and those of you who've been around here for a while, you know that, well, you know that sometimes we have problems with the organ. Like we flip the switch and nothing happens sometimes. It happened this year. We had to call in technicians and they have to come from another state and it's quite an ordeal to get the organ fixed. But so here, let that uh, um, symbolize problems. And then here we have the word of God, the promises of God. Let that symbolize promises. And, and, and people, I think, tend to think that we live some kind of in between these things. Well, we got problems in real life and what happens and then we got the promise of God. Gee, I hope it's true and can I trust in this? Or well, the problems are pretty big. Oh, but I really like the promises. And instead, Simeon now lives between the promises of God and the peace of God. Maybe we'll let the Christmas tree symbolize the peace of God. He lives over here now. Why? Because he has been blessed to see the fulfillment of God's promise in the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. The window into God's peace becomes a window out 
of his problems. We've been talking about Jesus as someone to sing about. The first Noels, these first Christmas songs that we find in the Gospel of Luke. Because of the significance of Jesus, every life is a Christmas life and every song is a Christmas song. Let me offer you this deeply spiritual song that you can hear on the radio, probably have several times if you've had your radios on. It illustrates Simeon's ancient Noel very well, I think. It's a deeply spiritual song called Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Now the weather outside is frightful. Let that symbolize life problems, and we all have them. The weather outside is frightful. Ah, but the fire is so delightful. This is the peace of God. What is the key reality for the singer of this song? You ready? You can remember this whenever you hear this song. The key reality for the singer of this song is location. From where does the singer sing his song? From inside, right? Near the fire, looking out on the storm. Imagine if it were otherwise. Now the fire looks really pleasing, but out here my toes are freezing. So if this love of God is true and warm, stop the snow, stop the wind, stop the storm. Different song, right? But this singer is not looking through the window of promise from the outside looking into the fire of peace. He is on the inside looking through the window of promise on the storm outside. Now the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And as long as you love me so, the love of God seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. A new perspective on life's problems. The storms are still real. They still need to be faced and overcome. But it's a different perspective to see ourselves living not primarily, not primarily in relationship to our problems on one side and promises hoped for on the other, but rather seeing ourselves even now because of Jesus Christ, living squarely between God's promise fulfilled in Christ who has come and accomplished his work and his full peace, which is yet to come. From where do you sing your life song? Jesus is someone worth singing about, but from where do we sing about him? Between our problems and God's promises in which we hope or between God's promise to us fulfilled in Jesus Christ and God's eternal peace, shalom, sure to come. When we are blessed to see by faith Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of God's promises in the flesh, we are blessed to live our lives between God's solid promise and his eternal peace. Every song is a Christmas song. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. The final and unavoidable problem of death. 
Verse 29, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. But if you really hold me tight, seeing Jesus the Christ, knowing, believing, and trusting in God's promise. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. All the way home, I'll be warm. Heading home to heaven, into eternal life, eternal joy, eternal peace. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for the songs of Christmas. We thank you for Simeon's song. We thank you for the encouragement and the inspiration and the insight that your word gives to us. Lord, again, we thank you for this most wonderful of nights and the occasion of Christmas. Family celebrations, thank you. Worship here in your house, thank you. Fellowship with people who are near and dear to us, thank you. And fellowship with you, for you've promised that you are there with your people whenever we gather together. Thank you. Lord, help us to hear from you and to be inspired by you and your word. Help us to know that that you call us to live our lives in the safety of that place between promises fulfilled and, and complete fulfillment and peace yet to come. I ask that for me. I ask that for my family. And I ask that for all of us here. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.